a couple good coughs. Let's do this. Get the old dead horse thing in there and talk about the bottom line bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash Shady for your chance to win $500. And with that, we start a song that we have the rights to, which is why it's not that great. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I'm your host, CJ Sullivan. Uh, I usually say along with me, but there's no one along with me ever. It's just me, the man in a box, coming to you on Monday, May 8th, live on YouTube and in your cars right now. Where do people listen to podcasts normally? In their cars? Usually? I do. I don't even really listen to them. I listen to myself to fall asleep, actually, on my phone. Does a trick. When I put out a comedy album, I got to put out another one. Uh, my stand-up album, I named all the tracks. Uh, I thought it'd be funny to name all the, the title, the song tracks to like uh, driving tips because people listen to it in the car. So I thought it'd be funny to scroll across your car radio like, you know, don't text and drive. or No, no road rage isn't worth it. That shit. And then uh, it wasn't. The gag was not worth it. People yelling at me, but they can't find tracks that they want to listen to. So anyway, that's a, that's a little side note. But welcome, I am the show that gives you picks with bits for tobacco use only. We've got a big weekend. I, we uh, we did good. Again, we're on fire. Bottom line bombs are on fire. We have an NHL system, which is now 10-2 and two in the playoffs. We split that with uh, Carolina, and uh, Carolina was our only loss. We, we take the road team, and they... And they they beat the Devils 2-0 in Carolina. They're bastards at home, but now they're a mess on the road. But anyway, that's fine. 10-2. Can't beat that. In an NBA, we went 4-0 with the zigzaggers and all that. It was all home favorites, but they won. Easily, too. Game twos are terrible in the NBA series for some reason. The Celtics massacred Philly in game two. Golden State slaughtered the Lakers in game. I mean, it's just teams just give up, too. That's a prop. We had Miami at home. They won and Suns won. We'll get we'll get into all that stuff and give out new bombs for the rest of the NHL playoffs. And we did not have a good Kentucky Derby. No, a lot of people. We also didn't have Kentucky Derby. A good Kentucky Derby is uh, horses with ankle injuries. They did not have a good Kentucky Derby. They were put out immediately. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that was a story we gave out. We gave out the Japanese horse. We lost. Um, mage, whatever one. Every year I do the same thing with the Derby. I have all the tickets, all the exotics, everything, and I take one. I take one or two horses. You throw it out. Like, okay, this one I'm gonna fade. Don't put them in there. Then they win and they ruin every single ticket you have. Every friggin' time. Friggin'. I just said friggin'. That's how angry I am. If I say friggin', then you know I'm really upset. If I say fucking, then that's just nothing. That's just me talking. That's me ordering a ham sandwich for crying out loud. Uh, but if I say friggin', that's real upset. Upset? See, I'm skipping words. (laughs) 
lawnmower sound is nice. I'm going to stop that. But that's, uh, that, that, for some reason, that reminds me of dead horses. They, Kentucky Derby all week, that's all they talked about uh, is the horses dying. They And uh, the news reported it. They loved reporting. Like, yeah, Mage won the, the Kentucky Derby, but a lot of deaths. And we previewed it. See, Kentucky Derby is when horse racing gets put in the spotlight. So a lot of your newcomers come in and they, talk, they complain about how it's cruelty to animals. And like I said before, unless you know what a dollar try box is, you don't get to have an opinion. Like PETA came out. Oh, PETA. Good Lord with PETA. They called for the closure of the track on Derby Saturday. Okay, yeah, no, we're not doing that, PETA. We're not closing... Churchill Downs on Kentucky Derby Day. This is the one day of the year where we make all our money. Okay? Just to stay afloat as a business. They said they should play taps instead of old sweet Kentucky as a song. Shut up. There's nothing worse than uh, leading hippie humor. You know? They're the worst comics. Because they think they're so fucking intelligent with it. (laughs) They should play taps. Great. Good for you. Um, there was a lot of deaths. Seven horses died in ten days. Five scratches in three day uh, in three days. What didn't help was two died that Saturday and one scratch, including Forte. So they scratched. Forte didn't die; he scratched. But the truth of the matter is, they're actually more careful now than they are than they used to be. Not that that's always not that that's always the best argument. Hey, it's better than what it used to be. But even like ten years ago, the deaths are way down. Depends on how you look at it. See, people who don't in the horse race, they don't understand that this is what happens. Horses freak out. They jump up on their hind legs. They flop on their neck, and uh, you got to put them out. Although, I, although when they were going through, through the injuries of the seven that died, they started. <laughs> some of them they just killed. I think because they had a bad race. Yeah, I didn't like their timing, so I just shot it. But that's what you do. But I think the stats were like one for every thousand races was one point two deaths, which is less than uh, that was double. It was over double the amount, like just ten years ago. And you don't even want to know what it was fifty years ago. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying what it comes down to is so there's a lot of scratches now because the vet the vets are pulling them out and like Forte, he had a, he said the, the the vet said he looked a little tick off, like yeah, just a just a tick off. All right, so what? Get him out there. The, tra- the fucking traders were pissed. Like, yeah, it would have been nice to have the guy that dist- that beat the Derby winner out there in the Derby. That would have been good. Remember in the Florida Derby when they went against each other and my horse won? But now nah, the trainer didn't. It's like concussions. You know? Now you have the concussion monitors. That's that's the unli- uh, unfair, not unfair, but uh, that's what they compare horse racing to as football players, basically. Yeah, we're just a little more wary of our stock, our property, because that's basically what it is. Same kind of system, owners and thoroughbreds. They call them thoroughbreds. They call them animals. But they're going to have injuries. But like, but the trainer's like, they're going to have injuries, but because they can't speak and tell you they're fine, they got, this guy's going to pull them. Which is tough to... Uh... <laughs> it's just tough to... <laughs> Defend, but I'm saying it's a lot more sensitive now, and I and we're, I think, 
the attitudes of people are definitely different for sure. That's the problem. With it. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's bad, and a lot of it is cool. But these horses do love to run. Now, if you want to make an argument that they're a little too young to run, okay, I'll, I can go with you on that. They shouldn't be running and sprinting two years old. They got to wait till their bodies come. Up. But they're not as fast, so what can we say? You know, it's like uh, it's cut. Here, here's the <laughs> here's a here's a here's a take that uh, can, would cancel me if I if I actually had a platform that's shown popular. But uh, it's probably not the healthiest thing to race these horses at age two and three years old. Their bodies are not developed fully to take the punishment, but. That is them at their peak. That's when they fucking are their fastest and strongest. And they're healthy, you know, they're youngest. Not the healthiest, but the, the recovery, but that's when they're at their best. That's when they're at their fastest. It's like uh like a woman with pregnancy. You don't want to see a teen bride or teen mom. Unless, unless you're MTV, then you can have 15 seasons of that. Of uh, minors being impregnated for a television show, for a reality show. But scientifically, it's kind of the best time for a woman to give birth when they're like 15. I had a friend who was a nurse. She was, uh, she told me, she's like, it's unbelievable. It's like they give up like four, you know, they have, she has teen brides all the time. They give birth and then like their, their body and their vagina goes right back to fucking normal as soon as they spit it out. They, she actually walked in. On her, on a girl started having sex with her boyfriend right after giving birth in the, in the room. Like, what? What are you doing? But, man, you know. So anyway, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, teen brides, I mean, teen moms are just like thoroughbreds. <laughs> Not to mention all the drugs in them. Insano, welcome to the comment. Yeah, the, the drugs, the drugs are certainly a little, the drugs that mask injury, but just like football players too. Doesn't help. You're right. I bet a horse likes. I bet a horse likes drugs. What also doesn't help is a horse normally live for like 25, 50 years, whatever, thirty years. So it's not healthy when you see one go down at two. I will say, uh, horse racing is definitely something a sport in the past. Obviously, a sport that used to be hugely popular a hundred years ago, along with boxing, and now they're more just exhibitions. And so they don't really they don't really know how to deal with this modern world that uh, doesn't like unnecessary deaths and injuries. They came from a time where like it's fine to kill off people because that's just the way it was. Even us with football, like with Demar Hamlin got a heart attack this year. It was horrible and it was traumatized. But like people couldn't even comprehend even playing a game. They they changed they altered the entire rest of the season. They they canceled the game and it flipping coins. But in the seventies, the guy who's the guy who died on the field for the Lions, Chuck Hughes. Chuck Hughes. He died on the field versus the Bears with like a minute to go in the fourth quarter. They finished the fucking game. The guy died. I'm not saying they should have finished the game, but I'm just saying that's. I'm just saying that's the difference between today's people and those people. Those people. Today's people. Our people. Um, anyway, I'm just saying. So then we'll have the Derby. I'll get into the results and recaps in a second here. Um, I, like I said, I got uh, my man, Joe Bessaker. I give a shout out to him. He's my, ho- he's my horse guy. He's a great horse guy out there in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. 
He's an owner. He gave me some papers. He gave me some great, great information. And then, but one of his information, one of his guys said to fade mage. And that's what I did. And so I faded mage in all the matchups I lost. Then I sent him a screen grab of the shot afterwards. I texted him afterwards. Like, yeah, fade, huh? You know, kind of, kind of joking around. And I realized it was, it was, it was a dumb thing to do. You don't do that. You don't, you don't, uh, one, you don't look to, you don't look to gift horse in the mouth to bring horse puns in there. Cause that horse might be dead. Your whole <laughs> no sense beating a dead horse. I like that phrase too. Cause there's so many, cause there's a lot of dead horses. That, that's, that's where that saying comes from. There's so many fucking dead horses that they had sayings about it. Don't beat a dead horse. No sense beating it. It's already dead. Go find a live one to beat with your stick. <laughs> Good God. So anyway, I listen to Gift Horse in the Mouth. I want to apologize to Besker on the show if you're listening. I, I shouldn't have done that. Well, but but I, I didn't really think it was like a, hey, thanks a lot kind of a text. Like, fuck you off. I, I thought it was more of a joke. See, that's the thing. I always look at it as a, for the bit first, and that's, that always gets me in trouble. The damned, uh, what, how it comes across. I, like, I think the joke's more important than anything. And that's why all my personal relationships have struggled. Anyways, let's tell you about Shady Rays. Perfect timing. Not to beat a dead horse because there's so many of them. <laughs> Ryan Crave dog. Would you leave your phone in here? Yeah. Can't do that. Um, I will tell you about Shady Rays, but first I'm going to tell you, let me just talk about Shady Rays right now. So then I can get into the show and actually preview it. Um, Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. They got you covered from sun to slopes, premium polarized shades. They have durable frames. Uh, they're the most insane protection. Every pair is lost and broken. No questions asked. I always love that. You break a pair of Shady Rays, no questions asked, they'll replace it. And if you don't love them, they'll get a new, new one for free. No matter what. So go to ShadyRays.com, use code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of glasses, then take your receipt to SportsGamingPodcast.com backslash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. All right. I uh, I do got a pair of Shady Mays. Matter of fact, if you're going to watch on YouTube, I'm going to put them on right now. I just got some Shady Rays. I should put this, uh, I, should, I should enter that contest. I could use $500, especially after my fucking derby days. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Horse of a different color. You're right. I don't know. We should go over. There's not so many fucking horse sayings. Don't look to give the horse in the mouth. Horse of a different color. No sense beating a dead horse. Hold your horses. Wild horses couldn't pull me away. Uh, well, we're going to get into all those sayings today. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about the Derby. Actually, my man in the box at the end, I'm going to talk. I went to Santa Anita track on Kentucky Oaks Day, the Feminist Day, the Lady Derby Day on Friday, the day before. And I had some fun interactions there. I'll talk about that, my man in the box segment. And also going to give out some more NBA bombs and NHL bombs. Whereas we continue to stay on fire. Like I said, 4-0 last show for the NBA bombs. And the, and the NHL system is 10-2. and I mean, gee, Lord. Uh, but let me talk a little bit less about this. Did I finish off the derby race? Um, 
I should just get into it. Oh, here's the Shady Ray glasses. That's what I was going to tell you about. As I do more ads. <laughs> no, I did buy the Shady Rays. And um, this is the pair. More in the Ray-Bans, but they're patent pair. They don't even put this in the ad read, but they put it on the website, which is why I got these. They have a patent thing in between, so when you put them above your head, it doesn't get tangled in your hair. And I got a fucking wild mop going on right now. I got to get a haircut. And it does work. It doesn't tangle up. I love it. It usually, just, usually rips hair out of your skull when you put the, those Ray-Bans above your head. Um, yeah, I got to get a haircut. I was show you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'll go on tomorrow. You need a whole appointment in LA. It's hard to get a haircut. I never have a, I never, not that I'm going to the same guy twice. I don't have a guy out here. No, LA is tough to get a guy. You know, good guy. I had one guy who I thought was going to be the guy. He was like a local guy, old Italian guy on the street. You know, he had, he was some old, but then like he was just like, uh, could care less about the haircut itself. He liked telling the stories, which I find, but you got to put a little bit of the effort in. It took him like four minutes. Like, okay, you're done. Like he cut for like two minutes, but he talked the entire time. And I'm fine usually with a short haircut. I want to get out of there. I don't want to chit chat with him. I don't want to fucking. You know, talk about whatever it is. I don't talk about my life. I don't talk about your life. I'm the opposite of an Ice Cube movie. But four minutes, come on, buddy. Fake it. I don't care. Mr. Bean it back there. Act like you're, make the scissor noises. Do something. Grab my hair. Let it go. Just do something. Make me feel like you're cutting it. I don't care. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so that's what you get with the Shady Ray. So get these, if you get the Shady Ray Ray-Bans. Should I talk about the San Anino Arena or should I get into the uh get to the basketball? I'm, I'm like talking to myself. No, I should I should stick with the uh with the planet. But I do feel bad. It's it's a it's a hard line between horses dying. Horses are gonna be horses be dying. That's what happens with those things. Um and now the the all the thousand scratches because of the, the vet sees anything, they just pull it. So I kind of feel I feel bad for, bad for uh, Forte to favor. And I do the drugs. I like when I like when a horse get. Like, what was it, last year or two years ago when a horse got uh, the winner, got steroids and they, they they act like the horse did it to himself. This horse is a druggie, like it's the Barry Bonds or A Rod of horses. No, it's the trainers. The one trainer, he got because he had like four horses. He had a couple horses die, not even injury related. So they just pulled his from the derby, like, all right, what what the fuck's going on over there? What what's in those oats you feeding them? Because something they're just dropping. So they just, just out of punishment, like, just get all your horses out of here. Get out. We don't want to see you. So it's definitely shady business, but that's why I love it. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my thumbnail. I created the old hanging hanging horse going to the glue factory. Send him to the glue factory. That's a fun saying too. See, that's another fun horse saying. I think because all the sayings came from the Depression era in the 20s and 30s, and that's when horse racing was so prominent. That's why there's so many horse sayings. Horse sayings are surviving horse racing. Long, They'll outlast horse racing as a sport. Of course, horse racing as a sport is absolutely dying, of course. There's a couple tracks left. I mean, there's a lot of tracks left, but they're all hanging on because of slot machines, not because of horse racing. But the big ones are still good. Santa Anita, one of them. And I'll talk about that in The Man in the Box. Like I said in my video, it's a shame they don't use the glue factory anymore. How many, <laughs> many full-size horses did it take to make a bottle of Elmer's glue? Probably not even a lot. We just don't use glue as much anymore, I think. Can't sniff that. 
Anyway, let's get on. Let's get on to the NBA. Man, it's such a fucking long song. Such a long song. So congratulations if you did hit any derbies. And if you did, don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear about your derby winners. Nobody hit that fucking mage. God, God. Whatever. I don't want to get into it. Anyways, um, we'll talk plenty of dead horse at the end of the show. But let's talk uh, NBA recap. 4-0. Like I said, I knew Phoenix. I know Phoenix is going to tie it up both games. But uh, I definitely had them in game three. So now they won out the game of the playoffs yesterday. Phoenix, Denver, where, I mean, Durant and Booker went off and Jokic ran off. Uh, now, Tuesday, tomorrow, they come right back to Denver. Denver minus five and 227 and a half. We're going to give out a couple of plays. Enough. But the highlight yesterday, besides the incredible scoring, it's amazing when, when Booker and Durant are shooting like that. It's, it's like, it's shocking when they miss, you know? Like they bear, they don't ever hit their rim. I love that they're the first game. Like, well, they have a tooth, they have a math problem. They hit too many two point shots. Yeah, but they hit every single one of them. They never missed, it seems like. But things will change back in Denver. So, but the other story was Jokic running into this, the owner of the Suns in the sideline. That was pretty fun. Matt Ishiba, this asshole's name is. The ball went to the sideline, wanted to dive it, and Jokic went to get the ball. And then the owner, Matt Sheba, who looks like a fan, was holding on to the ball. So then they're wrestling for it. And his owner is just like keep playing keep away with it. And then his buddy in the blue shirt there, and it looked like a typical friggin', if I say it, I'm going to say it again. You know I'm upset when I say friggin'. Arizona bro, the fuck? They all had that golfer's shirt with that bronze fucking sun-roasted tan. From the desert out there, Phoenix, and they're all fucking. They're the weird gun toed Republicans. Arizona's Florida in the desert, basically. I mean, they are very Republican in gun shooting. At least the ones in the front row are because they can afford the tickets. But, anyways, um, so you see that these are all these bros, they're weird bros in Arizona. And Yoko just fun the ball, and then this guy turns up to the owner. Just grabbing the ball, and then Jokic elbows him, whatever. The guy fucking put his hands on it. It was over commotion. And then the guy flops. A billionaire flop. What the fuck are you doing? He used to play basketball Michigan State. Fuck this guy. And he, whoa, he does a big flop looking for a call. Like, here's a player. And he gets the call. What the f- What is going on in the NBA? Jokic got a technical foul. He's getting swarmed by fans, ripping the ball from him, holding the ball from him. Meanwhile, Jason Tatum throws Tyrese Maxey into the stands. He doesn't get a call. But <laughs> Jokic fucking, I mean, whatever. He hit the guy in the back. Who cares? He deserved it. You could tell a lot. When well, these jerks, anyone who keeps a ball from you from getting the ball, you could, they're just fucking brats. If you want to be a jerk about it, I'm not saying you can be a jerk about it and make it tough on Jokic there because he's the, he is the opponent. You, what you do is you roll the ball at his feet. Everyone knows that. Or you roll it away or you throw it or give it to the ref. You don't get, you don't say keep it away. No, mine. It's mine. You don't get it. That fucking bro looking up the Jokic. He's a, a foot and a half taller than him. It was hilarious. 
Now, so it's funny. So game five is tomorrow. Quick turnaround. It'll be in um, in Denver, where Denver plays a lot better. The one bad side of yesterday's game was Denver scored fi- Jokic scored fifty points. They still lost. It's not the best side, but fifty nowadays doesn't really mean. I mean, it was great, obviously, but like everyone's scoring 30, 40, 50. It's crazy. But what's funny is all the TV announcers. Uh, everyone's just pleading. To the commissioner to not suspend Jokic for shoving this millionaire, billionaire, I mean. Hopefully the NBA won't do anything stupid, like Barkley's saying, all the reporters saying, just don't suspend him for because they know they can. And they might. They will. We know you're a joke of a league. You know, we know you do things for a TV show. But come on. We don't care what the double standard is. We don't care about double standards. But with the malice in the palace, this wasn't the malice in the palace. This is the fan. First, I mean, first of all, this was the fan starting. This wasn't rim running into the stands. But so there's begging them not to fucking suspend Jokic, and they shouldn't. Obviously, they should not. I, the, the fact that they got a technical was crazy. You know, <laughs> it's such a class system too. Some other fan got kicked out. How? How could what? Are, that's more of a coward that fucking owner is too, for Phoenix. He doesn't get kicked out, which I get it. You're you own the team. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't have myself kicked out either. <laughs> I mean, you own the team. What? Who's who's going to kick you out? You know. Now he was wrong. He shouldn't be involved at all. He's ridiculous. Get back. Get in the fu- first of all. <clears throat> I say first of all a lot. I'm, I'm usually on my seventh point. These NBA fans are too close to the action. They're too close to the players. Everything's got to be an experience. They're sitting next to the goddamn bench. Their feet are standing out to the game. They're on top. Like, why are they this close? Why are, are their chairs next to the goddamn inbounds? It's sick. Get in the the owner. Get in one of your booths. Have a shrimp cocktail. Or one of those other VIP places where the kid's eating steak with his hands. While Westbrook's yelling fucking Nipsey Hustle lyrics at him. And it is too much. There's too much VIP access in the NBA. Everything's like a night, because that's the NBA. Everything's like a nightclub experience. Everything's a velvet rope because it's Instagram. Anyway, but then there's some other fan who was involved in that. He got kicked out because he was just a fan. He wasn't, you know, the owner, which is what happens in these things, which they should get kicked out. But how could that owner? Who did this? Ishiba. What was his name? Matt Ishiba. Or Ishbia. How could he let that guy get kicked out too? I mean, that's, yep, you gotta go. Sorry. You obviously can't do what I did. <laughs> like, how is security even like a, oh man. It was, it was like a sacrifice. Fine. We got, I mean, we had to sacrifice you just because, you know, I don't want to get fined. They have to find this guy. Not that a fine would ever mean anything to a billionaire. But these guys are the worst. These people. Uh, he's like a Mark Cuban ripoff. You could tell. Like one of those chesty fucking billionaire bros. I think they played ball at Michigan State. And they think they're part of the game. I mean, they are. I mean, obviously, they haven't invested in it. Part of the team, I'm saying. But they're not part of the game. Anyway. So, games goes back to Denver. I'm going to say they're not going to suspend Jokic for it. And Denver is a better team. 
Phoenix has those two guys. They have Booker and Durant. And I will say, without Chris Paul, that was another thing. People were like, oh, they're done without Chris Paul. Nah, they're actually a little better without Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a great uh, headsy guy. You know, towards the end of the game, if it gets if it gets into half court possessions, which it's not happening in this game. Did you see how much they just enjoyed running without him? Kenny Smith broke it down at halftime. Like the pace is just out of hand. So over two twenty seven and a half. I don't think they adjusted this enough at Denver. They didn't. They kept it the same number. We're going over with that. Let's do that. Let's blow that bomb. Over two twenty seven and a half. And we're gonna come right back with Denver minus five. They can't. Uh, I mean. It'll be a competitive game, but they wear you down in that th- <laughs> in that altitude. I say that because it's a joke. Because now, obviously, they, they're amazing at home. They've been a cash machine at home all season long. So, anytime you get a short number, and I th- feel five in the NBA is a short number because that that could be a buzzer beater somehow, and they still win by six. The way they have the fouls and rules like set up for that. Um, but Denver doesn't even get any credit for being a great team, and they are a great team. Like, ah, it's the altitude that breaks it down. Yeah, they're pretty good, too. So we're going to go Denver minus five, bomb it. And over 227 and a half. Now that old man Chris Paul is a nagging, slowing down the fun. Bomb that. Do I have to do another break again? Jeez Louise. You know what? I, th- I probably should. Let me, uh. Mm-mm-mm. Another break real quick, and then we'll get right back into it. I'll finish the rest of these NBA bombs. I'm giving bombs out for all four NBA games. That was just one. And there's three hockey games. This is tonight and tomorrow. Tonight, if you're listening, obviously right now you get to pick, but if, that's part of the bonus. But I'm, I focus more on Tuesdays, too, because that's where the podcast listeners usually get it. Information so fast nowadays, you know, you got to... Uh, you got to get your content out there anyway. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's irrelevant as soon as you, like, as soon as this podcast is over, it's almost irrelevant because the game start so fast. And this, in this social media world, I love when people say that too. In this world of social media, everything's fast. Go, go, go. They've been saying that every, for, like, for all of time in the 80s. In this go, go, fast food, instant coffee. Like whatever the new technology is, that's what they say is fast in the culture. <laughs> in this internet information high super highway, in this CB radio era of the seventies, where it's go go go. Let me talk to my truckers. CB radio, the email of the seventies. Anyway, uh, let me tell you about Talkify real quick. Life is full of what ifs. Oh, I have to choose one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to read this word for word, Anchorman. So. so what if you try something new when it comes to dating? Talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles. What if they help you find what you're looking for? What if you having a hard time meeting great, great people to date? Why do you keep trying the same methods over and over if you know you're set up to fail? It's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify. Confidence is key when it comes to dating. But if you struggle to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. With Talkify, you feel confident that you're going to meet someone special who's picked just for you. Um, what is Talkify? I should probably read the rest of this ad. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. 
Then they select and screen potential match candidates, do background checks, video interviews, ask the tough questions, or are too awkward for first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date, introduces, handles all communications for you, creates a safe and stress-free dating experience. They're committed to find your match. 8% of the clients met their first person within the first 12 matches. Hmm, I don't know if that's a good number. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's Talkify, T-A-W-K-I-F-Y dot com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com backslash SGPN. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Thanks for watching live on YouTube, by the way, including Insano with some comments. You can other people are watching, but I like the comments as well. Uh, make sure to smash the subscribe button and like this video on YouTube. That's the end of the reads. Thank God. Well, I got through that dating app one. There's a lot to there's a lot to unpack with that talkify. That is interesting. I like them setting up the date for you. That's a lot of thing with women. Women just want you to set up a date. They don't care. everything. First of all, first of all, fellas, <laughs> uh, they lie to you. They say they don't care what it is. They just want you to set up a date. Then you do it, and they're fucking. Then they don't like it. They're gonna complain no matter what. Although I like that thing, talk to people. Then then stop to swipe. But that's what people like. They like order. They like swiping because you don't have to talk to people. It's like you're ordering a pizza, but pizzas never disappoint. <laughs> you can lead a horse to water. Another another great horse comment by Insane. I'll throw that one up there, too. <coughs> My goodness, I've been coughing. Um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. That's a, that's a really obnoxious saying as well. <laughs> because it's like, listen, I've done all I can. People say that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink is the full saying. Meaning, listen, I can tell you how to be good in life. I can tell you. That's Talkify, I should really call it that for their slogan. That's why that's an obnoxious saying. But I can't do it for you. I can't make you listen. I can't make you listen to my, my words, even though it's correct. It's water. It's what makes you live. But if you're going to be a dumb horse that doesn't think water helps itself, then, you know, what can I do? I showed you where it was in the trough outside the bar that I'm going to go into and get fucked up and get a steak. That's what it was. It was cowboys. They'd ride. They'd ride into the ride into the town. They'd tie up their horse by the water, and then they'd hop in the bar and get a steak and a shave and a haircut and a bottle of whiskey and gambles and poker, all for about two pence or two bits. Yeah, maybe the horse. Maybe the horse isn't going to drink the water because it's already too exhausted. You jerk. Anyway, where was I? Talking NBA. That's what I was doing. Got to stop that song. 
by Peter Tosh, the great reggae singer, of course, made the NBA theme song for NBC back in the day. Peter Tosh. Um, the other Tuesday game, we went over, we gave out NBA minus, we gave NBA, we gave out Denver minus five and over 227 and a half. The next game five will be Boston Philly. Another quick turnaround. This line is seven to 14. What a game that was yesterday. Unbelievable. The Sixers tied it up to two uh, with a great shot. But J- James Harden played great. He was amazing. The two games the Phillies won was James Harden. Incredible. We gave, we gave him game one. And uh, then he went to Vegas. He went to Vegas before game one. A little bender. Slapped some dude on the video. It, like, I, always, I love James Harden. If he has a four-hour window in between practice, he's flying to Vegas. And he's flying back. So that's what happened. He goes to Vegas, has an amazing game one, and then he has a terrible game two, terrible game three. And everyone's like, oh, he's got to go back to Vegas. And I kind of agree with it. He has to go on a full bender. Because we all know that when you get back from Vegas, you still have that adrenaline from Vegas. But then it doesn't really kick in like the aftermath of it till like the second, third day when you're back. You're like, oh, God, what did I do last week? So I think Harden has to go full on Vegas bender. I mean, just let him meet you at the court for game time. Strictly from Vegas to Boston, back to Philly, to Vegas to Philly, the whole thing. So this is an interesting series now. It looked like Boston was going to run. Before it started, everything was Boston was going to massacre because Embiid wasn't hurt. Then Embiid, um, then they stole game one without Embiid. Then Embiid came back too early, by the way. The problem was he won the MVP and they had a ceremony. He was crying and everyone was thanking his family. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'm coming back game two. Cause I won the MVP. Cause I get it. You can't just win the MVP. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm still a little sore. So, so he had, he felt like he had to come back and he came back early and he did not look good. And he's, you know, his problem is once you come back, you you're done with the rest now. Like there's a, you can't once you, now you're in that rhythm of game off night off whatever and like and the rest is just never going to be there so they they should have just not let him play until game three but that's not what happened so game three he was good because they had the ceremony kids were crying he had a son there and all the whole thing uh, but everyone else was terrible so they lost now yesterday he played good again he's not getting better but he's getting he's he's on fumes but he's doing good he's still on bead. So he might wear down. He's going to wear down eventually, obviously. But he's going to go. So who knows really what's going to go on. And you have Doc Rivers, another thing that uh, usually is Philly's downfall come playoff time. The Sixers are amazing. Where they're just, they seem like they're the same team every year. They have like great, good regular season. They're a little untrustworthy. And then second round, they just like, you just know they're not going to win. And Doc Rivers is usually the main. And Doc Rivers somehow just always talks himself into getting a job the next year. He goes to his press conferences and he just diffuses it. Like, yep, I know. I can't believe it. He does it. Oh. I'll do the voice. Maxie. Maxie. I got a lip. Big lip. Big little Maxie. Tobias. Tobias wasn't good. No, Doc, you're not good. But this series, the reason why the Phillies still has a chance in this series, besides uh, their talented roster and Harden and Embiid, is Doc Rivers might have finally have a coach he can outcoach. And that's rarely the case. And Celtics have coach Joe Mazzulla, who's a rookie, rookie coach. 
Remember him from West Virginia? He's like 31. Jesus Christ. God, they're getting younger. Um, He's not good. <laughs> he's not good. You like tell he's not good. Uh, everyone gives a lot of shit, and um, I mean, I'm sure he's good, but like he, you know, he's a rookie coach. And uh, after game two, he had like a mic drop thing. You guys gonna ask me about my adjustments this time when we won by 25? Huh? And as soon as he got cocky with him, like, okay, he's gonna blow up in his face, and it did yesterday. Not even to mention how the refs kind of try to blow the game there at the end. And Philly blew their game, too. Philly was up 15, 20 the whole game. Then they do the old uh, how do we play basketball routine in the fourth quarter. And then they were down five. Somehow they got it to overtime. But there was that there was that shove where Tatum just shoved the maxi. Just fucking shoved them. Jordan and Byron Scott style. And they gave him the three. The refs like, ah, I didn't sit. You're right there. Whatever. Luckily, it worked out where the Sixers won, or that would have that would have been the reason why they lost. Is that call clearly, <laughs> clearly that call? But the point is, people are giving uh, Missoula shit for not calling a timeout, and rightfully so. Harden hits that three with like 16 seconds to go, and they're down one, and you have two timeouts. Like, ah, let it play. And usually I like let it play because it's basketball and it's more fun. But this time you have 16 set call a fucking timeout. You have to get off two possessions at that point. The game is not tied. You're down one. So you go, you miss it. You foul. They hit two free throws. You're down three. Worst case scenario. You get the ball again or you get it. You make it. Then you got to play defense, whatever. But they, Missoula's like, now nah, let it go. What should we do? You know, the play. When should we do it? I don't know. If you figure that out. Yeah, figure it out. So they went from not getting two possessions to getting zero. They got zero shots off. They Smart, of course, hits it after the buzzer. I was watching it with no sound, so I had no idea. Um, but they didn't even get a shot off with 16 seconds ago. And they're like, ah, well, we did it last year. You weren't even a fucking coach last year. Missoula. We got a layup versus Brooklyn. They love talking about it. They got a, a layup versus Brooklyn last year without a timeout. Great. Super. Well, it didn't work this time. That was the exception. They didn't give you a free layup this time. You have to get a shot off there, let alone, <laughs> let alone not two possessions. Get one goddamn shot. Wild horses couldn't pull me away from this game five. But Boston does play better. They, they're a good bounce back team. I do think Philly does have a chance to win this. But it's going to be tough after this back-to-back like that. This this is where Harden's Vegas withdrawal comes. So they're going to have to – so we're going to take Boston minus five, game five. Minus seven, I mean. Boston minus seven. I'll be rooting for the Sixers, but Celtics bounce back well. And, and um, they used to trounce teams. So – and I think Harden – another thing with Harden real quick. Did you – I like the story of uh, Doc Rivers sent him a gospel song. That was a, they love when they appear for these stories. So Doc, so Harden had a horrible game four or three. And then Doc sent, he goes, yeah, I texted him a gospel song. What was it? Called, you know, my name, my Tisha Cobbs Leonard and Harden's like, they, and he's like, I got to just tell him, you know, motivate him. He has a whole story. Then I go to Harden and, and, and Harden, um, answered just how I thought he reacted. 
when he got that song taxidome by his coach, a gospel song called You Know My Name. He goes, yeah, he sent me some shit. I played it. Then I'm like, God damn, this is seven minutes long. All right. I guess if it moved him, I'll listen to it. It was all right. <laughs> you imagine hard as far to listen to this fucking gospel song. I tried listening to it too, and I had the same exact reaction. I'm like, what is this song? It gets good at the end. I mean, it's gospel. Gospel songs are 20 minutes long. T- I mean, seven minutes is nothing for a gospel song. I thought I'm a big gospel singer, uh, fan. They do have the best singers in the world, though. <clears throat> That's why I like when people talk about like R&B singers. Like, how amazing. How amazing is, uh, you know, Rihanna's voice. Yeah, it's a fine voice, but she wouldn't even be fucking fourth row back up in a church choir in fucking Newark, New Jersey. I say that because Whitney Houston was a gospel singer. Um, yeah, gospel singers, are, they're just incredible. Black churches, are you kidding me? I mean, that's the fun of the best music in the world. And they go on for four hours. <laughs> they're fucking, they're putting on Bruce Springsteen length com- uh, concerts every Sunday morning. Sunday morning, screaming to the lungs. So yeah, I doubt Harden's going to listen to that song again. That's why we're taking Celtics game five. Um, all right. And then, of course, tonight there's a couple games. So just recap there. We have Celtics minus seven, uh, Denver minus five, Andy over 227 and a half. That's three bombs. Um, tonight, two decent games. Yeah, Miami Knicks, that series, I'm so done with that. I do not care at all about that fucking series. I mean, the only thing, the reason why I care about it is that I just want the Knicks to lose as fast as possible. I want the Knicks out of the playoffs. I don't want Knicks fans going bing, bing, bing. I don't want their New York celebrities acting like the Knicks have been good for any time for the last 50 years, which they haven't been. It's been 50, over. Oh, isn't it 50 years, 40 years since they won a championship? More than 40. It's been 50 years. Whatever. Um, and they're just bad to watch. Like, there's too many left-handed players in their team. Randall, Branson, Barrett, Josh, they're all the same. And they're gross. I mean, they can't score. It's just gross. Everything about them. And the Heat, they're, no more, they're not much better anyway, but at least they have Jimmy Butler. Uh, but they, but they, they, I love them. T- I'm not loving them, t- but they, I mean, the Knicks should bounce back, but they have a lot of problems. They can't space it. They can't shoot it. They can't rebound. Other than that, they're fine. Um, they're just a mess. The fact that they're even playing each other, these two bad teams playing each other is so NBA. So NBA. It's so Raven that they don't reseed it. Like the Knicks should be playing. The Knicks should be losing to Philly right now. And Boston should be beating Miami. And then Boston Philly could be the Eastern conference finals. The way it should be. But the NBA thinks we care about brackets when it comes to this. Yes. America, Americans love brackets for college basketball and for doing stupid things like best sitcom of the eighties. We'll put that in a bracket or best Halloween candy, but we don't care about the NBA playoffs as a bracket. No one's got a bracket in their office saying, okay, here's a tournament to go to the final this way. It has to be set up. No reseed it. You're showing, you're showing TV shows. It's a series. We're binge watching. Anyway, uh, so I'll give out Miami minus four and a half tonight. Just because the Knicks are in this mess. Get rid of them. The other one is the the main event TV wise, Golden State Lakers. This Laker team, good lord, 
This series too, another plus 30 point blowout. The Lakers were in a playing game and they should have lost to Minnesota at home like three weeks ago. They were down 15, like third quarter. Minnesota just went like a half an hour without being able to score. And then the Lakers would have, if they would have beat Oklahoma for the play-in, then they would have lost to Denver. But now, with these matchups, they feel like they can win the title, and it looks like they can. And that makes me sick, too. But like I said, I gave in. I stopped, I stopped fighting the Laker fandom out here. I'm like, all right, I'm going to just support it, go with it. However, this is a typical zigzag series. Golden State. Although they are terrible on the road and people do like to ignore that. <laughs> this is a tough play, but I'm just going to take them to bounce back getting three. Um, normally I would, if this was a more of a comparable team than the, but Anthony Davis, he's another guy, a couple knees in between game day rest. That's not enough for him. So golden state plus three people love hating and loving Anthony Davis out here too. And I get it because you can't put it together. No one can. It's these horses. It's this new horse racing. The Derby and the NBA is the same thing. They got to put these horses. They got to let these horses take a day in the stable because he seems like a tick off as well. So those are just quick ones for tonight. Golden State plus three, Miami minus four and a half. Now let's get into some hockey bombs. <laughs> I don't know why I played that. What is all these? Oh, man. Days of our league. Final. Like I said, this is Sean Green and Ryan Kramer uh, soundboard. So I like having fun with them as well. Yeah. You got Florida and four last episode. Mafia Williams. Well, four or five. We'll go, go to hockey. Florida and four. I'll, I'll talk about your Toronto, Florida series real quick. Before we get into the actual games that are being played, although are, are they do they play soon? No, they don't. They played last night, yesterday. I was on Toronto game three, and I didn't give it. I was a bomb, but Toronto is amazing. They did this whole thing about getting out of the first. They they literally are acting like the first round was the Stanley Cup. They got out of the first round for the first time in twenty years, and they thought they won the cup, and now they're going to get swept by Florida. Florida did win the Presidents Cup last year, but they are also a lot of turnover. They're not the same team, but they are so funny. Yeah, fans were chanting, "We want Florida," and Florida fans were saying, "We don't want Canadians in our building." You dumb Canadian. <laughs> then they realized, well, we need someone to explain hockey to us. Uh, so yeah, they got Florida all right, and now they're about to get swept tomorrow. I mean, I think that game's coming on Wednesday. I'll talk more about that Wednesday. I'm not saying to take Toronto plus series at 650. No one ever down. Uh, the only time that happens was the Flyers beat the Bruins. They were on 3-0. I'm saying if you're going to play that, which I don't my I, there is a path. Obviously, Toronto has to win the next game four, which I think they actually will. I think they'll avoid the sweep. They might not either. Then a game five. You know what I can see them doing? They can win that, win game five at home in a route. Grind one out game six and then get smoked at home game seven. That'd be the that'd be the funniest way for Toronto to lose this series. Getting swept, not a bad, not bad. I'll, I'll give you that, Toronto. Not, not the unfunniest thing to do to get swept after finally getting to the second round. But I, but hear me out in this writing session during the writer strike. 
maybe even a funnier bit would be to go down 3-0, tie it back 3-3, and then lose game seven at home after giving your fans hope again. Just, just throwing it out there. So I'm tossing that out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Went three and zero, lost against Boston. That's right. Um, Toronto. I'm throwing that out there. Toronto. The, Toronto is also fifteen to one to win the win the East right now, just to get to the Stanley Cup, which I don't think is the worst thing either. If you think they're going to come back from three zero, which they're not. Uh, come back three. I mean, but if you do that, now you have them at fifteen to one just to beat uh, Carolina or Jersey. I actually don't know what's going to happen in that series. But let's get to some of the NHL bombs. Like I said, the system of hockey system went ten and two officially. The, it's in the books. First two rounds, the dog ice dog system, where you play the money, you play the dog in game one. If they lose, you come back and play game two. First two rounds went ten and two. Over ten units too, because a lot of them won game one. The only ones, the only two losses were Carolina both times. Carolina protected home ice. Carolina is a mess on the road, but we're gonna get to that. Tonight's game is Vegas Edmonton. I won't break that down too much. It's a fun series as well. Um, I like Edmonton. How can you not like Edmonton to win? They look amazing, but I think Vegas will bounce back as well. So I don't want to lay that huge price. I will take over six and a half though, and I'm, I'm gonna play that every single do- game in the series, which I. Played the last game. I couldn't fucking believe that didn't hit. Jesus, that was a, that was a real curse right there. It was five nothing, like in ten, five, ten minutes into the game or four. I mean, in the finish five one. But anyway, we're gonna play over six and a half uh, tonight, Vegas Edmonton. And if it loses, it loses. I don't care because Edmonton scores and their goalie is awful. <laughs> but now let's get back. Um, Mafia says he likes Edmonton for the cup, to be honest. Hey, you, you're also listening to the bottom line bombs because before the playoffs, we gave out – actually, midway through just a couple months ago, we gave out Edmonton. At, uh, we have Edmonton at 15-1 uh, to midseason. And, but, and in the playoffs, we gave him out – right before the playoffs, we, we took him, gave him out as a future to win the cup at 8-1. to one, And we gave out Connor McDavid to win the Con Smythe because we're like, well, he's 10-1 to because – if Edmonton wins, he's obviously going to win the Conn Smythe, and uh, now that might not be the case. This fucking asshole scoring 15 goals in three games. Anyway, um, but they'll still give it to Conor McDavid. I like Edmonton to win the Cup as well. Give out those bombs is right. Uh, we'll take the over six and a half. But now let's get to uh, tomorrow's two ice games real quickly, and then I got to throw a man in the box, and then we got to get out of here as our shows keep going longer and longer. Uh, New Jersey and Carolina. Carolina looks good, but on the road, they're a mess. New Jersey had a huge bounce back. New Jersey lost the first two games versus the Rangers, technically at home, but when you're playing New York, you're, you're, New York's going to come for you anyway. Everything's on the, on the road. And then they came back and won that series in seven. And then they jumped Carolina last game, 8-4. They they, what they did was they, they, they put in the rookie goalie Schmid to save their series versus the Rangers, and he did. He saved them. But now he got lit up, so they benched him, brought back their old goalie, Vanacek, who was their goalie all year, and uh, he saved the day. So I, I always like this. This happens in the hockey playoffs. Like you switch goalies, you switch, you dump girlfriends, then you realize you make a mistake, you're having an affair, then you realize, whoa, I can't, I can't leave my family for this rookie goalie, can I? 
So then you have to go back tail between your legs. Oh, Vanacek, I'm sorry. I know I <laughs> I ran off with that college girl in the sundress, and it seemed like a good idea, but uh, Jesus God. I don't know what she's talking about. She wants me to go to Coachella. I don't know what the fuck that is. Anyway, will you, will you have me back? And that's what New Jersey had to do. They had to, they had to, they had to go back tail between her legs, go back to Vanacek. Like, sorry, sorry about all that. Yeah, that was New York. We got caught up with it. We threw a rookie in there. We we're having a good time. We we're going to clubs, but uh, now my credit's all fucked up, and I'm wearing skinny jeans. I don't know what's going. I don't know who I am anymore. So New Jersey. Went back to itself. So the line for the game tomorrow, they're minus 145. That went up huge after the 8 4 slaughter. But I like to play them in regulation. Um, you can get that at, let's see, is that plus, plus one on even money? Play the Devils even money in regulation. We'll give that out. Bomb. As they go back to their wife and kids after having a little fling with Schmid. Now everything's back right in the world. And Jersey, uh, I think they will certainly tie the series up 2 2 tomorrow, hopefully. Um, speaking of which, then we have Dallas, Seattle, the Kraken. What in the hell happened there last night? My God, it was 0-0 going into the second period. And then, you know, it's fucking 5-1 in like 10 minutes. Um, I think Dallas should tie it up. It's minus 137. You can get plus 105 and a half, but they're the better team. But who knows what's going on with that Kraken? Something's going on with that Kraken squad. That our fan base is absolutely not. It's expansion team. Sometimes you just don't want to get in the way of that thing. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play it safe. I want to go under five and a half because I think the uh, Dallas definitely bounces back to go. Uh, the, the Otter, the goalie, he had a, he had some, he gave up some bad goals. So I think he'll definitely bounce back. And uh, like I said, it was zero, zero going in the second period. It was going way. It was going to go final with under. So I think that score is definitely misleading. Let's just go uh, under five and a half Dallas, Seattle. And if you want to play Dallas minus 137, I don't mind. I'll give it out. Even if Dallas does lose, which is a possibility, obviously, I think I, that'd be a nice time to grab them in a series. I still think they can win this in seven, even if they lose. But hopefully it'll tie it up for two games. Too. Anyways, let's uh, let's break this down. So let me recap real quick, and then we'll break, and then we'll go into the box. Man in the box. Uh, we gave out a lot of dead horses. We gave out those and horse sayings. Um, <laughs> but NBA, we gave out Denver minus five, bomb it over two twenty-seven and a half, bomb that Celtics minus seven, bomb bonus bombs for tonight for your YouTubers. Heat minus four and a half and Golden State plus three, bomb both of those. I like letting that sound linger. It's a nice lingering sound. Anyway, ice bombs. Vegas Edmonton over six and a half. Bomb that. Like I said, I mean, if that doesn't hit, oh well. I will not be upset if that. I mean, just because it's the right play. Jersey. I love the. I love the Devils coming back to the old girlfriend and wife, old rookie. So plus one hundred in regulation. Bomb it. And minus 145. Why not? Who cares? And Dallas, Seattle under five and a half. All right. Now let's break down and get inside the box. In the box. 
Yes, welcome to the box. And welcome, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for watching on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and like this video, too. Don't just sit there with it. You got to like it, I guess. I don't know. That's the algorithms. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, definitely subscribe. Five-star review. Do the whole goddamn thing. Uh, again, these are all things that are important, apparently, according to the algorithms. So I can cut up clips and promos and do fake clips. I would like a podcast to do that. I did a clip of that today. <clears throat> I seem like I get the same five or six comics just nonstop on my algorithms. That's all. And they're cutting clips or podcasts and they're not even doing real podcasts. It's, it's just not even plugged in, but they act like that's what happened to spread them. It's just ridiculous, but that's what you got to do. That's what people want. Anyway, like I said, I went to the track on Friday, the day before um, the Derby Kentucky Oaks day, the lady Derby day. See, I'm a feminist. I support women horses getting murdered too, not just man horses. A lot of people just want to complain about the man horses getting shot. What about the women horses getting shot? They don't shot. They don't get shot. They do. Um, so I went to the Kentucky, uh, well, not for Kentucky, Oaks, Santa Anita out here in LA, one of the most beautiful tracks in the world, in the country for sure. There's not a lot of tracks anymore. A lot of them, and I grew up going to racetracks, Garden State Park mostly and Philly Park in Philly. Um, so I love the degenerates there. Santa Anita, just a gorgeous, gorgeous track. Mountains in the background, palm trees. You're like, wow, this is one of the best views of all the land. And then you turn around and then you see everyone that's at the track on a Friday afternoon. And you're like, oh, also the most disgusting view in the land. I mean, they're, they're full of degenerates. They're like me. I'm one of them. I'm not saying I'm better than them. I'm not. But it's hilarious seeing, oh yeah, it's still a track. That's right. We're still, we're not, we're not on a movie set. We're at a real racetrack where there's some good old fashioned. And those guys dress great. You go to an OTB, which don't exist, and they don't exist anymore, OTBs, which is a real shame because those, those, those were the best. Hipsters pay $500 to wear outfits that these guys wear for, for $4. Anyway. So I went there to the track uh, with Nick Vatterot. We did a little. Uh, he's doing a writer's strike, so why not go to the track? That's an old tradition. Trying to figure out the ponies. Uh, had a weird experience. We had a lot of fun there, obviously. Um, I like going the day before the derby. That way you avoid the people and the fun. <laughs> I lost. I did. I did. I did a rookie mistake there, which I. I so early on, maybe I was just excited to be there. So I made a bet. It was live racing at Santa Anita. Um, there was, by the way, all day, there was like four horses in each race. They were just scratching left and right. One, because it rained, and because they have a, a history of 30 horses dying in one month. This horse, it's not the horse dying that's killing the sports. People caring about horses dying. We used to not care, like I said. Football players used to die in the field. We didn't care. Now we shut it down for a heart attack. Anyway, um, point is, so... I made a bet on a race, and then I made a rookie mistake where I left my voucher in the machine. Couldn't believe I did it. I had like $75 on there. I came there with a $100 bill. And uh, after a few things, whatever, break it down. I'm like, ah, oh, that'll be my 100 bucks for the day. Um, so I have 75 on the voucher, and I left it in there. Couldn't believe it. Um I knew what I mean. It was like only three minutes afterwards. I went there and I'm like, fuck, I just left my voucher in there. Which, in my defense, you don't do that. You, after you make your bet, you hit finish bet, and you get your printed, you, they give you your, 
money back on a voucher. In my defense, it was it's it's such a switchboard that fucking betting machine on a horse at a horse track. It should be a buzzer sounding. Don't forget your money that you have left in here. Should some a buzzer should go damn go off. Anyway, it didn't. I go back to the uh, I go back there. Of course, it's gone. I mean, you you don't leave you don't leave uh, an extra bag of crack lying around. In front of in front of addicts, and that's what that was—a loaded machine full of money. Hey, any any gambling addicts here want free money? No, is that not something that won't interest you at a track? So I go back there. I'm like, "Fuck, it's gone." And my buddy Nick's like, "Yeah, that thing's gone." And I, and I started looking at the machine. Eh, maybe I'll, maybe it's maybe it's still here. I didn't know what machine it was, and I I didn't complain about like I didn't like make an actual argument about it, but I did vocalize it loud enough where someone could overhear it. I did. I will admit I did that. But God damn it. Can't believe I left my voucher in the machine, left it in the machine all by itself. And there was a woman behind there because it was all it's all automated. There's only like three ticket takers now for, you know, it's, everything's automated. That was another thing I was complaining about. It's all AI. See, AI's taking all our jobs. It's just shit that I I fucked up on my own. So this lady over her is like, really? Well, well, maybe we can help. We'll take your security. It's on camera. I'm like, all right. We'll, we'll see where this goes. This is a fun story of the track. It's better than going to the ATM. I know that machine pays. That's the only machine that really pays in the track is the ATM. Because, you know. So I go to, she takes me down to security. That guy's great. He's like, okay. He left the ticket. And I had the ticket. It was a, it was a pick four or whatever. I left my last uh, ticket. So he left the ticket. And then she goes, I saw the guy. That's what she said. She goes, I saw the guy just cash out a voucher for $72. That's what it was, $72. So he did it immediately. He took that, he took, he cashed out, got the cash, and took off. And the guy's like, Oh, I didn't see it. You got eyeball. Well, check the cameras. So they called security. Security came over. They went to the cameras. I gave him uh my ticket so they they knew what cameras, blah, blah, blah. And these guys, I, I wasn't expecting much, but these guys, these horse detectives, they couldn't wait. They loved this case. They they loved my they loved my story. They, they they know I'm an idiot, but they're they have nothing to do. Like yeah, let's let's find this guy. Fuck it. He didn't take off. I go really. What do you, I go? I go. What do you think the odds are of finding? Him? He goes ah, eh, fifty fifty. I'd say. Like good. Can I bet on that? I like. I wanted to bet on that. He goes if he took off, then no chance whatsoever. But if you hung around, eh, we we'll be able to get him. Now will he have the money? He might have bet it. So that could be a problem too. The good point. It was early in the day. It was like only a third race. I'm like, he's not going to take off for $72. I wouldn't have. I definitely would have took the ticket too. That's why I was too. I was like, you're not going to, uh, you know, what happens if you catch him? You're going to, you're not going to, I don't want a guy arrested for doing something I would do. They did have to put them down though. I will, I will admit that they, that is their policy. That's just a track. That's a racetrack. They have to shoot them. Just like the horses. No one's better than the horses here. You have an ankle injury, the horse goes down. You take a voucher that doesn't belong to you, you get taken down. No, that's not what happened. But he's like, all right, let me look you up, and I'll find you. That's what he says, I'll find you. He took my number. They checked the cameras. Boom, he was right there. They spotted him. They go up to him. I wasn't there. I wasn't there for the, that part. I asked him because... And he gave it up immediately. He goes, yeah, it was in the machine. The guy's an idiot. And they agreed. They had, a, they had a good laugh over me. But point is, he came back. 
and he, uh, they found it. They found the guy. They got the money back, gave me back my $72, called me. I uh, met him. He said, you're harder to find than a guy who stole your voucher. But he was so excited, this horse detective, to be on the case, to sweat someone down for $72. And I can't believe it. And I got it back. I, don't know, I mean, I lost it immediately. It went right back to the track. But at least I got to lose that money on my terms, you know? I probably just should have let that guy have it. <laughs> at least someone gets something out of it. He would have gave it back to the track, too. See, no matter what, you can steal from each other. It's going to the track no matter what. And good for them. They need it just to put up. So it was a great day. And uh, just to let you know, there's horse detectives out there, and they're on the case. So that was fun. Other than that, um, we lost the San, the lost that the Oaks as well. Lost the, even the lady horses fucked me. Um, I don't know how much time we got left here before I do the mana box. Oh, JC from KC says, "What's up?" It's been a lot. I'll put the bombs. I'll put the bombs up there on the board. You're right. You just missed all the bombs I gave out. Haven't made it live in a minute. Thank you, JC from KC. Good to see you again. And um, yeah, I gave out a bunch of bombs. I will, you can do the recap. You can. I know you're subscribed to the podcast. You can do it. So you can uh, hear all the bombs there. I can't recap them again. But thank you for joining us this show. That is the uh, man in the box. I should. That wasn't as complaining. A man in the box. Usually, my man in the box is a rant. I was gonna go off about the. I'll I'll save that for Wednesday show. Join me, Case JC from KC, and everyone else live on Wednesday. Every Monday and Wednesday, I do a live show, noon Pacific. Is that uh, one Mountain Time, two Central. Is that how that works? No one ever goes up time zones. They always go down time zones. Um, yeah, noon Pacific, three o'clock Eastern, uh, live on so Wednesday. And that man in the box, I'll do it. You know, I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a real political man in the box about the guns because it's, it's getting, uh, it's getting amazing. And there's a sports take to it too. Of course, we talk about guns in America. Uh, you can do a sports take, you can do a celebrity take, and no matter what you're into. Hobby-wise, guns are involved. There's a story about guns involved. But the shootings are just getting fucking crazy. Anyway, we'll get to that Wednesday. I wanted to keep my man in the box more racetracky since it was a fun because we're not going to be able to talk race horse racing until uh, Preakness. So I have some fun Preakness stories, too. Now I'm looking at my thumbnail. It's fun. I should go back to it. There's the, th there's the thumbnail if you can't see it. I fucked up the thumbnail on Canva. Can now I'm a graphic designer because I do I make up my own <laughs> Canva, which is like the you know, one hundred and one for graphic design for dummies. But I am a dummy when it comes to this shit. And I have the pink thing, whatever. I usually background remover. I pay for premium, and uh, well, I can get into how I messed that up. That's not important. But anyway, I am the man in the box. Oh, I'm gonna throw that. I'm gonna throw that out there as well. Thank you very much. She says, uh, "You still listen to all the shows? Just thought I'd make it live because I'm at work. You're, I'm the bomb. I am. I am safe for work. By the way, if you want to put me, if crank me as loud as can loud as can possibly be, um, and come in with your favorite horse things. You missed the fun horse thing. I'm glad you listened to the shows. Listen to all the shows." Uh, Five-star review it, and that's going to be it for the end. Now here comes the song, and that's going to do it for the shows. Good luck with all the bombs!